Shalom Aleichem and a good Erev Shabbos, dear friends. We're in Parshish Re'eh. We have the sugya of the Navi, or the Cholom Sheker, the false prophet or the false dreamer, who claims in the name of Hashem that people should go and stray after idols, doing negative things, and uh, if he's discovered, um, the, he should be executed. And the Posek says to us that don't be swayed after him, don't be drawn after him, even though he's demonstrated himself as a, as a powerful prophet, as a true dreamer. Um, nonetheless, you should execute him. Um, and the Apostle explains like this, that particular prophet, or that dreamer of dreams, you must, he must die, he spoke on true things about Hashem, Elokeichem, now Hashem is described as being Hashem Elokeichem, your God, Hamotzi Eschem Me'eretz Mitzrayim, the one who takes you out of Egypt, Vahapodecha Mibesavodim, and the one who redeems you from slavery. Okay, now, in English, that sounded fine. But, in when we look at the Hebrew a little bit more carefully, we discover a number of uh, interesting questions that have to be addressed. Number one, Hashem here is described as, Hamotzi Eschem, the one who takes y'all, you all, Eschem, right? Like they say in the South, y'all, that's a, that's a good, effective way of conveying a plural second person. Hamotzi Eschem, the one who takes y'all out, merits Mitzrayim. So that's plural, you all. Vehapodecha, and the one who redeems you, singular, Mibesavodim, from the house of slaves. So why is there a distinction between the plural and the singular? Question number one. Question number two. Hamotzi. That is a loaded word. The Gemara and Brochus on Lamed Ches Hamud Aleph has a long back and forth discussion whether the language of Hamotzi connotes a past tense or a present tense. Now, Halacha Lamaisa, we pass in that it is significant, it is sufficient to refer to past tense as well. Although, the, the Bach on the spot, meaning in the spot in the, not in the Hagosa Bach, but in the base Chodesh on the, on, the, on the tour, so he points out that nonetheless it does carry a strong connotation of present tense and it's meant to allude to that as well. So over here we have the language of Hamotzi, which can be read, certainly uh, 
also implies the one who currently takes you out of Egypt. is someone who is currently redeeming you from the house of slavery. So that's another question to ask. Uh, so f- first question we want to ask is why is there a switch up between plural and singular? Second question we want to ask is why are we using this, these languages which uh, connote uh, present tense as, w- as well as a past tense? Um, another question is just the redundancy of it. Why at all do we need the mention of both Hamotis Hameris Mitzrayim and Hapodecha Mibes Avodim? Is that saying the same thing twice? Redundant? Um, obviously not, but the question is what is the added benefit of these two terms being used side by side? And the final question that we want to ask is why is this connected to the fact that this person should be, should be killed? Meaning this... Um, false prophet or this false dreamer should be killed and here's why because he is speaking negative he's speaking falsehoods about Hashem who took you out of Egypt and redeemed you from the house of slavery what is the connection between those two the fact that Hashem did those things for us and the fact that this false prophet or dreamer should be executed so the first source we want to look at is the Gon in the Teres Eliyahu. Who says that the two languages of Pridia and Yitzia have to do with the two stages that the, the Gemara in Brachas discusses that there was a, a partial Yitzia or, or stage one of, of the Gula, I should say, was at night with the Makas Bechoros, where we became free. And then there was another stage um, that was in the morning when we left Biadrama. We left with a, with a ups, with, with an upraised hand in a, in a powerful, fully free, proud way. So the Gemara Brachas on Dafyut Beis Amud Beis discusses the Machlekes Tanoim, whether one has to mention Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim um, only during the day or also at night. And the Mephorshim explained that this has to do with the fact that uh, during the day, it was clearly Gula. We left. That's what, that's when we actually left Mitzrayim. Uh, at night, that there was a already Paro declared that we would be free, but we didn't yet leave. So that that, that was the, that was the Machlekes Tanaim. Whether there's a mitzvah also by night to mention Yitzis Mitzrayim or only by day. But Eshiyia uh, coming back to us over here. So there's two stages to the Gula. And the Gon says there's the two Gulas and, and the two of them are working in a different mechanism. The Gula by nighttime was a Gula which is called Pidiyah, a redemption from, from, from the base of Adam. Why? Because a Pidiyah is um, that there's something that belongs, let's say, to Hagdish. And I'd like to get that thing 
uh, to myself, uh, or, or I owe someone this object. Uh, I've I've lent it. I've made a mashkan. I've made it a, a deposit um, for a loan that I that I was saying loan that I have, and I wanna I wanna give it to to Hector. So if I'd like, so if I'd like to give it to Bedekabais, so I have to give the person who has the lien on it, I have to give him the uh, a, a pigeon. I have to give him an equivalent value, a substitute for this. So to over here, the salvation, the Jewish people had to come through a pigeon, and the pigeon was, says the Gon, a, a specifically, like like we say. Their Bechorim you killed, and your Bechor you saved. Um, so it means that the Klausel were saved through an exchange, through a pigeon with the Bechorim Mitzrayim. The, the, the Mitzrayim, uh, the, the, the Midas Hadin that was um, Nutuach. On Klausel, that was either keeping us slaved over there, or even potentially was going to um, kill the firstborn. So it was redirected. Um, the Egyptian firstborn were put instead of us, and they took the brunt of it, and um, and that's how we were saved. And the Gon compares that to the salvation that we have on Purim. On Purim, the salvation was also the uh, through the way of a, of a pedia. That Mordechai was planned was going to be hung. And it's not that no one was hung. It's not that just Hashem went and knocked the ga- the gallows down. No, the gallows stood and the gallows had a power and the gallows were going to hang somebody. But so instead of Mordechai, who was hung was Haman. That's that's a process of pedia. Whereas the Sia um, didn't need the involvement of the Mitzrim. You know, with the pedia, the Mitzrim was, were punished, and then they were scared, and then Paro said, okay, you're Bnei Horan, you can leave. So, we need the Mitzrim to, so to speak, take our stead um, and, and be punished, and uh, then, the, as a result of that, we can we are now free from the base of Adam. Whereas Yitzhiya's Mitzrayim was, we left Biyad Ramah, we left with an upraised hand, it means it was a unilateral move. Hashem said, any forces that are standing in the way, I push them away, I'm just making them disappear, and Bnei Israel can go out freely. That is a language of uh, Hashem taking us out, as as, you know, taking out, as, I don't have to redeem anything, I don't have to give anything in, in, in its stead. Hashem just takes us out, took us out from there. That's the end of it. Um, so the Gon connects this to the two powers of the power of Tefillah and the power of Talmud Torah. And the explanation of it is that the power of Tefillah is called Chayesha. The Yemur Shabbos, Dav Yud, says that Tefillah is called Chayesha, Talmud Torah is called Chay Olam. means a person is connected in Tefillah to Hashem due to our needs in this world. And there are certain rules, there are certain ways that this world works, certain ways that a person receives parnosa, certain ways that a person receives rufuah. And so in Tefillah we're asking Hashem to please help us that that there should be, that, that things should work out. Um, you don't daven for a nace. 
uh, for, for an open miracle. You're not allowed to daven for an open miracle. Um, so, so what we're davening for is some sort of a process, a tachbula, some sort of a, you know, the development, and maybe even a very unusual development where instead of Mordechai being hung, it'll be Haman who gets hung. And that's a process of pedia. That's a process of redemption. Talmud Torah is where we connect to the Ratzon of Hashem Himself, to to the expressed desire of Hashem, where we are not involved in what this world says or wants. We're involved in what Hashem wants, and therefore, says the Gaon, the Talmud Torah corresponds to the more powerful concept of Hamotzi. Um, that that Hashem just can unilaterally go and and take us out, and that's that's a uh, that's a much more powerful um, power that doesn't need to work with the systems down here. Ein the Gon Sham and the Hagos of Rav Yisak Isaac Haver for uh, much elaboration depth on this point, uh, but for our purposes, as suffices, the Meshech Chochma goes on to add to this gone that, according to this, one can say that there are two types of uh, there, there are two types of hektish. There's a hektish of the goof and there's a hektish of mammon means person can have a cow and he can sanctify the cow to monetarily belong to the base of Migdish, that's usually referred to as Bedekabais, means these are money, the value of the cow now belongs to the base of Migdish and that money now can be used when the cow will be sold um, it will be used for anything, it could be used for you know, to upkeep of the of the grounds of the base of Migdish and there is Kedushas Aguv where the cow itself actually becomes holy, and that is means that the cow is meant to be brought up as a sacrifice on the mizbeach, on the dovot. And the Meshachachma points out that the Gemara says that there is, the Gemara in the Dorum, that there is a diff- big difference between the two of them, that... Uh, Kedushas, Mammon, the sanctity of, the, of its financial value, um, is not um, so now if um, this cow, let's say, is um, made as a pledge on a loan so then if the cow has a kedushas haguf, if the cow is essentially, fundamentally holy, then that tfisa, that grabbing that, you know, whoever it is the, the person that, had, that gave the loan or whatever has, um, will, will be pukka, it'll, it'll, it'll disappear it, can't, it cannot um, hold on to this cow, the cow is holy, the cow is essentially holy, the cow belongs, belongs to Hashem, so that's it so then, he doesn't have any achizan Whereas, if the just the monetary value of the cow belongs to Hashem, that's Kedushas uh, Mammon, so then uh, the Gemara says that the only way that the, 
Beis Hamikdash can start using it is if someone first redeems that cow from the shibu that it has. So you have to give the uh, an exchange of value to the person who has the shibu on it before the cow can can belong to a hektish, can, can be used by hektish. So says the Meshech Chachma that this is that this is what we're talking about over here. That when a person is davening, so the the kedusha that the, bring, the, that the person brings down is only a kedusha that has to do with the, with the value of, of, of what we're discussing. That's like the equivalent of Kedusha's moment. And so, therefore, that power of tefillah, the most it could do is it could put us into a situation where we can now redeem, through a pidgin, we can, the Jewish people can be redeemed from Mitzrayim. Whereas, tefillah, where, whereas Talmud Torah, of course, uh, is, that's just like we said earlier, that's a connection to the Rosh Hashem himself. That's without any purposes or without any other side reasons why you're doing it answers you're just doing it because you want to know the Razan Hashem so then if the person himself becomes sanctified just like a Kedusha Saguf a animal that was sanctified to be brought in the Mizbeach and therefore that has the power to remove any Shibudim any um Thesis, yeah, any, any grabbing that, that uh, the any um, lean that someone might have over it, any subjugation that there is over it, um, will will be automatically removed. That's what the Meshachma adds. So the point is that Klausrel leaving Mitzrayim, the the two stages corresponded to Tefillah and Talmud Torah, and specifically that the person who is saved. Through a process which goes in the, in the in the pathways of tefillah, um, means that this is a person who is turning to Hashem with a, with particular needs, and the, so that those needs they do arouse in Hashem the the desire to fulfill those needs, but that but those needs, but it's those needs that are the, that are that are that are holy, so to speak. That's like a duchess mammon, and therefore it has it has to happen through a pigeon. It has to be somebody else put in place. Or, or somehow or another, Hashem has to work it out. Whereas, someone who is learning the will of Hashem, and he's connected to that, that's the equivalent of Kedushas HaGuf, that where the equivalent of, of an animal that's been consecrated to go up as a sacrifice on the Mizbeach, so then, that's the equivalent of the Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, where it's just person leaves from the difficulties that they're having without the need for any um, pigeon, without the need for any interchange or swap, swap out because of the power, of the transcendent power that this has. Um, the Now, to bring it back to us over here, so the Emek Brocha, the Tziv, points out that the Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim is we left the land of Egypt. The land of Egypt was a spiritually Tomei place. And if we wanted to have Nevoah, if there's going to be Bnei Yisrael who are going to be Nevi'im, then they needed to leave Mitzrayim. On the other hand, the pigeon was Mibes Avodim. 
that, that that's not t- talking about leaving Mitzrayim. It's just talking about a change in in mental state, a change of of who you are. You're no longer living a life of physicality. You're no longer living a life of being an Evid, which is the the archetype of of physicality. Um, and so now, a person is able to live a more uplifted life and uh, not such a physical life. And so, using that, the Nitziv explains that that's the difference between the the plural language of Hamotzi Eschem, the one who takes y'all out, Meretz Mitzrayim, and then who redeems you singular, Mibes Avodim. He says because to be Nevi'im, not everyone can be a Navi, like the Rambam. Uh, Paskins that um, even though a person did everything he can and he purified himself as much as possible and worked on it, etc., Hashem could still say, No, you're not going to be a Navi. Navu is something that some people have and some people don't have. Um, so to be a Navi is not something that's relevant to everyone. There's going to be a certain number of people, maybe even thousands, but, uh, but, the, the, but it's not the entire nation. So therefore, Hamotzi Eschem Me'eretz Mitzrayim taking out from Egypt so that there could be prophets amongst us so that's a language of plural of you all you all all of you who are potentially going to be prophets but not able to speak to the nation as a, as a single entity as a unit in a singular language of you because not the entire nation as a whole uh, is a prophetic nation not all of Klausel together are, are prophets. There's going to be many, many, many prophets amongst Klausel, Bezaz Hashem. We should be zohar to see that very soon. So that's why it's a language of Hamotzi Eschem, the one who takes you all, plural, out of Mitzrayim, because it's, it's many individuals, because that's many different prophets, but not the whole nation as a whole prophets. Whereas, when we talk about Pedia, we talk about redemption, so then we're talking about being pulled out from physicality so that we can be in tuned and connected to our spirituality even to the point of having Ruach HaKodesh and, and have which uh, the, the Sosa Sharm explains as being something that is a level that people can reach. And that, therefore, is something that's relevant to the entire nation. So that's that's why that is said in the language of Yachid singular. The entire nation, you, the whole nation, were redeemed from the house of slavery. And we have seemingly over here, obviously, We have uh, two different levels. Nevuah is a higher level than Ruach HaKodesh. Ruach HaKodesh is the Rambam in Mor Nevuchim explains uh, as being like a person who has a glow-in-the-dark crystal. Nowadays you would say it is an LED flashlight. And he can illuminate the immediate environment surrounding himself. Whereas Nevuah is something that comes from the outside, comes, comes from beyond the person, like a lightning bolt. 
that when the lightning bolt strikes, it illuminates everything for miles around the person. He can see everything. It's not just a little local light. It's coming from a much higher source. Obviously, the difference is that Navua is uh, lightning strikes only when when it strikes, and when it's not striking, it's not striking. Whereas Ruach Hakodesh is a flashlight you always have with you. So those are, th- that's the difference between Navua and Ruach Hakodesh. So according to this, we could propose that what the Nitziv means is that Hashem taking us out of Mitzrayim, that is, that is, that our Nishamas can have a very high connection to the point of receiving Nevoah. The being redeemed from the house of slavery, that's Hashem is taking us out of the deep involvement in physicality, which is represented by an Evid, that has to do with purifying our body. Person is comprised of soul and body, and there's two parts to uplifting a person. There is the there is to be metaher the goof. There is to purify the body from not being involved in physicality, which then opens up the person to tapping into his own ruach hakodesh. And then there is elevating the neshama to very very high levels where it can receive the ruach. In Kenhein Advarim. So then we understand very well why, first of all, there is a discussion of the false prophet and the false dreamer, two different types of people who are coming to seduce Klaus, to, to, to cause us to stray. And the Pesach accuses them and says, these people should be killed because they have spoken falsehood about Hashem, who did two things, took you out, of Mitzrayim, so you should be prophets, and redeem you from the house of slavery, so you should have Ruach HaKodesh. And these two people are coming, the false prophet with false prophecy, and the false dreamer with a false Ruach HaKodesh. And they're coming to take away from you this very feature. This is something that you yourselves, Hashem has empowered you to become. And these people are misusing this, and lying with it, to cause you to stray from Hashem, that's the reason why they should be killed. So it comes out beautifully. The Posuk is speaking to all of Klaus as one, that you all were taken out from the house of slavery so that you should have Ruach HaKodesh. And that many of you and you, and you the, in multiple, in plural language, were taken out from Eretz Mitzrayim, so that many of you could become prophets. And these people are misusing these two very powers to stray people away from Hashem. That's why they should be killed. That's why Hashem is described as doing these two. And of course, on a much, much more local level, these two powers that the Jewish people have been imbued with. Hashem taking us out of Mitzrayim, Hashem redeeming us from the house of slavery, like the Gon says, corresponds to empowering us with Talmud Torah and with Phila. That's, the, that's, what, that's what these two Geulas are coming from. So, if we don't yet have Ruach Hakodesh and if we don't yet have Nevuah, but we certainly do have the power of Tefila, we certainly do have the power of Talmud Torah. And Be'ez Hashem, we should be Zoha, that through the power of Tefillah, we should be redeemed from the house of slavery, and with the power of Torah, we should be 
taken out from the Eretz Mitzrayim, brought to our homeland to see true Nevoah, true Ruach HaKodesh, Bimhiravi Amen.